It's nice to be here and to do this for, you know, someone who's so special to me. Oh, you were going to say it's nice to see you all, but we're just sitting in a blanket fort. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we want to talk today. Well, we thought it'd be fun to do something for the holidays because we both love Halloween. We both celebrate Samhain. We know a lot of you are celebrating Samhain. So we just thought we just talk about it and we don't have a script. So it's going to be interesting how this one unfolds here. So Natalie, even though I know, would you like to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background? I'm a third generation witch. I was raised practicing witchcraft. Uh, My grandmother is, she would never define herself like this but she was a kitchen witch so she cooked her spells into her dishes she made sure that everyone you know if we weren't talking that you know she put a spell in there that like you know all of a sudden the conversation would actually start happening that's really cool my my mom the same thing she wouldn't define herself like this but she is a wild witch so she's one of those people that like wild animals approach in the forest that just knows where to walk how to find the mushrooms she loved nature right i loved growing up in a canoe with her just because that was our happy place and in the forest so and you grew up pretty rural like in a really tiny town in quebec yes in the middle of nowhere it was cottage country so we were 300 usually during the year and like 600 during the summer because everyone would come up So um, I was I was blessed with being so close to like a waterfall, the like the, the natural beauty of where I'm from, just an hour north of Quebec, on the Quebec side from Ottawa is my hometown is called Casbazoa. And it's really, really tiny. Um, I, I love how it doesn't sound French or English. It, it just sounds Cree. like a Canadian word. It is That's Cree. what I was going to say, a yeah. Canadian word, like Squamish. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Magical Water Under Hidden Rock. It's actually named after the waterfall in our town. Love. And I love this time of year because, of course, like back there, the like, the leaves have like... The foliage. The foliage. It's the foliage. It's so different. It's so different <laughs> than out here in BC. There's there's also a smell because of all the leaves ha- like have fallen that I don't find is the same out here. It's there's, not. It's- our forest really stays pretty alive. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. This is a this is a bumper year for fungus, though. Everyone on my Facebook feed and my Insta feed, like it's like <laughs> mushrooms galore, yeah. and we get that here in the West Coast because we're well. For anyone who's not here, we're in a temperate rainforest, so we get more rain than anywhere else, even more than Seattle. Like everyone in the the U.S. thinks Seattle's like so dreary. Like we get more rain than Seattle. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's very overcast. You don't get the crunchy sounds that you do. Like I grew up mm. on the prairies, so we get really crunchy, crunchy leaves. And I like that. So how do you celebrate, Saul? And I'm laughing as I say this because we celebrate together. <laughs> Um, well, we celebrate together, but I also have a lot of like personal practices yes, at this you do. time, right? So for me, my ancestor altar takes precedent at this mm -hmm. time of year, right? I feel my dearly departed very close, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of offerings. There's a lot of alcohol for them. There's a lot of even just sitting down and talking with them because I find they're grabbable right like they like I can like they I feel them at this time right yeah more than just hear them and like whispers it feels like they can hug me which is nice yeah and my voice is cracking because I can feel them right we're, we're recording right and we might be alone in the like little blanket fort but we're not but we're never alone <laughs> when we record in the blanket fort I have personal practice as well and it's kind of wild because my middle my middle boy, his birthday is actually the 31st. So our family gets really crazy because we have my personal practice and I don't want to lose his birthday in that because he's still a kid. So even though he's a teen, he's still a kid and birthdays are important. So for me, it's always been this crazy balance between recognizing the ancestors, honoring the ancestors, building up my altar and baking spooky witch finger treats and black shortbread and whatever we're doing for his party. And I used to sew their Halloween costumes. So, and funny enough though, that process connects me to my ancestors. I come from a long line of, of women who just gave to their family. You know, they worked their fingers to the bone, they gave to their family, they cooked and mended and sewed. And I feel like that's the part that really hits for me at this time of year is reflecting on the fact that I am who I am and I'm here in this plane at this time on this planet because my ancestors made tough choices every single day. And in my family, I'm lucky enough, I have a cousin who does historical research, her mom before my auntie passed, she traced everything back, like before the internet, like she would go to libraries and look mm -hmm. stuff up and like write places to get birth and death records and stuff. So we have this lineage traced back like generation after generation. And so it puts a face to me to this idea of my ancestors. Like there is documents around when my grandfather's grandfather and his two cousins, his two brothers came over from Ireland. So you can actually think about here's these people leaving everyone behind and coming to this crazy place that nobody had ever really been before or thought about before. Well, I was also thinking about like this time of the year as being we just came through the abundance side of the harvest, right? Like mm -hmm. where we like I feel like it's the time to gorge ourselves, right? Like on the harvest is like there's a lot of food coming in. You don't want to process all of it. So, you know, you num, 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 num. <laughs> That's like so funny because my kids don't want to trick or treat this year. And 
so I didn't buy Halloween candy until yesterday because no one comes to my basement <laughs> apartment. And I was like, I need candy. Like, I've been melting chocolate chips and dipping apples in it at night when I drink my tea. And I've been thinking about that. Like, is there something with being in tune with the cycles that I want sugar? Because I know I do this thing in the fall where I take stock emotionally and I take stock energetically and I reflect and I'm like preparing to go into the darkness. And I do have seasonal depression. So I do take stock and like prepare myself for Canadian winters in overcast Vancouver where there is no sunlight, where it's brighter out at 9 p.m. in a shopping mall than it is at noon outside. And I'm not kidding you guys. We live in a very dark environment, a mushroom place. So yeah, I think there is a thing around gorging and preparing our bodies for the cold, yucky winter. And there's this, you know, like when you're having a party and a lot of people have eaten and there's this like, like everyone's just content. Mm -hmm. And there's that, I feel like kind of the first of November kind of hits that like, that feel where it's just like, there's just this, okay, we're all going to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not do anything too Um, And... (laughs) And I know a lot of people consider January 1st as our new year because that's how our calendars work now. Right. But, but to me, this is always the new year, right? For me, it starts at this time, right? Yeah. It's the end of the growing season. It's the time of going into incubation. Yeah. Yeah. And it is the witch's new year. Like it Samhain is. is the witch, witch's new year. And I know it's... It's spelt Samhain, like the Danzig band, if you are from the 90s. But it is actually pronounced in Gaelic as Sawin. Yes. So to me, it's this time where we're start, like, we start to go inward, right? And it's the taking stock of what has, like, happened, what we're doing for the new year, right? To me, it's the digestion phase right of like the year after gorging on Mm -hmm. everything of the harvest yes all through summer all the berries and now Mm -hmm. we like we fall into the like the corn and the apples and the Mm -hmm. right the (gasps) did you see the apples from my dad's house they were beautiful oh my oh yeah i I gave you one i got one they were so good (laughs) yeah i have two more in the fridge that i don't even i'm like waiting to eat them i'm like delaying gratification i have two pumpkins from my like little garden that i had this year so i've got two little sugar pumpkins that i can't wait what are you gonna make with them are you gonna make pie are you gonna like make soup i mm, i think i actually might make a cheesecake i think (gasps) i might make pumpkin cheesecake oh my god (laughs) yeah like i said good it's the like I know. Gorge, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I think, I think that's where the ancestry comes in too, right? There's this like sharing, right? Yeah, because both of us do spirit plates, right? We we studied under the same teacher for a long time. That's how we know each other. Aside from all the lives we've traveled together, (laughs) which we know we haven't even divin dived in, (laughs) deep dived into that one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so the idea of putting out a spirit plate 
and putting just a little bit of everything you're eating out for your ancestors as an honorarium to them. The same way we put out liquor. I put out black coffee too because I come from farm people and they like their coffee. Yeah. And even my snacks. Like I've noticed that even when I'm making my snacks and I'm not doing anything formal, I've been putting a little offering on my, um, what's it called? It'll come to me. My cutting board. I've been putting a little offering on my cutting board. So just like a piece of cheese and a piece of cracker and a piece of my my salami and olive. I love the idea of a spirit plate, right? Also, too, in the sense of um, some of my older ancestors, right? Like that, like didn't have a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. There's this gratitude in me knowing that, like, I have so much because of them, right? And it's really easy to fall this time of year because it starts to get darker into the you know like a scarcity mode I think and I think part of our celebrations at this time are to remember the gratitude and the abundance right and we're just going through a lovely digestion phase (laughs) that is going to like you know take a little bit And to not rush it. I think that's no. one of the things, that's one of the messages I've been getting actually from my ancestors this season, especially my father's mother, my grandmother, just to, just to chill. That's not how she says it because she's much more proper than me. <laughs> but just to sit back and just relax and just to take it in and and just be in the moment. She had, um, I think I am going to share this. She had health conditions that kept her from being very mobile when she was our grandmother, right? So I don't even know how old she was because I was <laughs> seven. So she was just old. But there, she's been ministering to me a lot this fall around it's okay to be still. It's okay to be chill. Just relax into it. Just be just accept your energy levels and you don't have to push through. And I've been getting, it's interesting because that message comes through from her because she had reduced mobility and had a very fulfilling life and had a lot of abundance in her life. So that's my lesson of this fall from my ancestors directly. It made me think of like that old, adage of like you know measure twice cut once yes that would be my grandfather though not my grandmother (laughs) i guess they came together (laughs) they do they hang together (laughs) they like each other i can't say i do a whole lot of active spell work at this time it's more of this passive gratitude spell work that i tend to do at this time of year Trying to think this year for sure, because we've been riding these eclipses at this time. Trying to think, I do honor work. I think I have done, I have done some pretty significant full moon releasing rituals. I think it was two years ago, I snuck into one of the the lakes nearby that was closed. Mm. Remember? And I did, I did it right on the shore there. And... It's a provincial park. 
that closes. <laughs> but you can walk in if you want to hike 5K. So I did with my backpack full of stuff. And it was a full moon. I think it was, it might have been maybe the day after Halloween or the day before. And I did a beautiful releasing ritual. And it felt extra powerful because of that turning of the year. So I was letting go. There was a theme I was working with. And I was letting go of the whole year of, of what I had been working on and dealing with and digging into and the shadow work around it. And it was a very, very powerful ritual. But other than that, I think you're right. I think it's mainly been, it's mainly gratitude rituals I do and honoring rituals. And that one, I actually asked the assistants, the veil was so thin and I'd been doing so much ancestor work. I asked the help of my ancestors to release it, calling them in really close, giving them my worries, giving them my sorrow, giving them all the things that I felt were too precious to let go of, I could give to my ancestors to take care of and to sometimes unwind some of the the energy around it and sometimes just witness the grief of letting it go. There's also the moving from outdoors to indoors, right? There's, there's, we start our activities to go a little bit more indoors. I don't because I surf. You don't? No. We're outside. Oh, yeah. And I camp all year round, too. I'm a whack job. <laughs> I guess a lot of people do. I, but I stay outside all year. I just don't spend as much time in the winter months. There's a lot more. There's a lot more board games for me. There's a lot mm-hmm. more um, sewing, like a lot more cooking for me, right? Like there, I just start to do a lot more instead of being out in the garden or being out foraging or that kind of stuff it's i do spend a lot of time on my patio yes at this time of year and i, I do, like oh i'm gonna interrupt you i like camping at this time of year because there's no one in the forest there's no one in the- <laughs> i'm sorry my friends <laughs> because i'm talking to natalie all of the all of the evil comes out <laughs> Well, there's, you know, there's less people playing ghetto and they're like music at full, like, <laughs> full tilt at the camping I want to show you her face. <laughs> Natalie has opinions about people's music at campgrounds that we have been to together. <laughs> I like instruments and voices and drums. <laughs> it would be fun to put together a camp. For Sawin. That would be fun. Yeah. That'd be really fun. And have like a real proper bonfire. That is the other nice thing is fires have come back into my life because that aren't propane. Yes. Um, right. I, I'm very grateful to, you know, all the firefighters that oh my fought gosh. so hard this year. Of course, I want to respect that, right, and use propane fires when when needed. But it's so beautiful to have the wood fires back again now that it's safe. Yeah. Yeah, it was, God, that was our worst year for, fi- for fires. Yeah. 
That was the worst year Canada has had. That's sad. We're going to have to, I don't know if we'll keep that in. That's super sad. What else can we talk about? What else do I do at this time of year? I, so both my parents are potters. So I've right. always, always adored um, clay. It's just one of the things that I grew up with. I love the smell. Um, but why I bring it up is because of masks. So I was never the best on the wheel like my parents were, but I love to make masks. And at this time of year, I think it's something that we see a little bit of it with like kids trick-or-treating and Halloween masks yeah. and stuff like that. But there's so much lore around the masks too, right? I'm very comfortable at who I allow into my house as far as spirits, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I, I can tell them to like go away or you have good spiritual right? boundaries, <laughs> got very yeah. good spiritual boundaries. But I think because of the work we both do in our private practices, we have to have good spiritual boundaries. Yes, and I have a lot of help, right? I have a yes. lot of helpers that make sh make sure that my boundaries are enforced, right? And Natalie is talking about our spirit helpers, our protector guides, our power animals, our there's all kinds of helpers for all kinds of work because we're both trained in shamanic techniques. We're trained in all kinds of healing and release work. And you use it in your day-to-day -day as yes. your yeah. job. As my job. Yeah. yeah. I think the masks are a great tool at this time of year, though, just even up in the makeup, right? For those who have a hard time saying no to certain spirits or they're, they feel like they're coming too close because there is a lot of activity at this year, time of year, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's a tool that we forget, so tell me more. So tell tell the earbud coven, like for those in our in our earbud coven who are very new, we've got witchlings, little yes, babes. we've got new little witchlings. So tell them about what you mean by using a mask. A lot of cultures hold the notion that if you are wearing a mask or makeup, you're altering yourself. You're taking a different stance energetically with a mask or with makeup for spirits to have a hard time recognizing you the same way. It's a way to shift yourself out of their view would probably be how I would describe it. I love that. I love the I love that shift yourself out of their view. And I don't know where I have this information, but I've had this information I think since a report in junior high. So, it's from an encyclopedia somewhere in my junior high library because I remember doing a lot being creepy and gothy I did a lot of research on unconventional topics and it's my understanding that the idea of wearing a costume at Halloween comes out of the belief of the veil is thin and so we will wear a mask so that we are not tricked by trickster spirits and that we will decorate to intimidate spirits. And there's also this idea that then the trickster people would don a mask and they would loot and they would pillage a little bit. And so that's where the treats come in is shopkeepers would bribe the trickers who were imitating spirits to loot and pillage. That is 
what I have in my head now. If anyone knows if that's valid or any information they can give me to like a source for that. Because honestly, my loves, I am not going to deep dive into Reddit on this. I just... Yeah. So it's really interesting to look at that, to put on the shamanic glasses and to look at it through the idea of donning a mask in order to tap into aspects even of yourself that you may or may not be very comfortable with. And I think a lot of us do that on Halloween, Mm -hmm. right? Even the most mundane people we know will don a costume and let loose a little bit, dance a little bit more freer. It's that content part of the night where like, you know, where you eat and everything and, like, and it's and November maybe, maybe a few people have had too many drinks. <laughs> <laughs> they could have if that's what they do. Right? Or too much sugar if you're sensitive to red dye number five. <laughs> and the kids are bouncing off the walls a little <laughs> before they crash. It's always about timing that sugar crash. <laughs> it's a very important part of letting them have all the candy they want. I think one of the things I miss at this time of year, though, is when I was younger, before we trick-or-treated on Hallow's Eve, we ended up doing a lot of games at our house. And my mom always pulled us out of school at this time of year. It was not, we we did not go to school at this time of year. We did not go the 31st and we did not go the 1st. Like, she's wise. There was too much celebration in my house for that to happen yeah and the decorations in our house were extravagant right my parents being potters we had something like 36 skulls across our lawn I didn't know your dad did the skulls and stuff yeah he had a mold and he did a bunch of skulls and then all of our pumpkins were actually pottery pumpkins right that we could use from year to year and I still have quite a few of those left left over now i'm gonna say because of the trick-or-treaters there was always like some that disappeared each year (laughs) well at least they weren't smashed no no they were always looted they were always looted not uh smashed the (laughs) the amount of decoration that my mom used to do but there always was a dinner at our house before trick-or-treating there was always apple bobbing there was always and my mom made sure to fill us up on food before actually sending us out yeah i carb load my kids bit of protein and a bunch of carbs and growing up in a town of 300 was was special because a lot of people gave out a lot of candy right there wasn't that many kids and the good thing was is knowing everyone we had a lot of baked goods that's right. nice. Right. Like you can't do that today in like any like big cities and stuff like that. In the we sense- got homemade stuff, but we were, we knew who it was. Like, yes. Because my parents would come around and there were people that like our friends' parents would give us cookies and they knew, they all knew us, you know. So I used to do that for my daughter's friends too in our cul-de-sac, all the cul-de-sac kids, yeah. I would give them witch's fingers and baked goods and I'd put it in a baggie and I'd just like slap my name on it so their parents knew it was from me. But a lot of the older generation in our town would do that, right? Like it'd be baked goods and not like candy. So, I mean, we had 
definitely Rice Krispie squares, like caramel apples galore, right? Like chocolate chip cookies, the like the, and there was always this one place on Jingletown Road that it was a full chocolate bar, can of Coke, full bag of chips. Like they would pack it into a huge paper bag for all the kids. But when you're in a town of 300, right? Like there was like, you know. 90 kids in the town right (laughs) yeah i used to get 200 kids at my townhouse you know what i'm sad about this year so my boys are teens and they're not i don't know if they're trick-or-treating like my youngest i think he's going with his friends my oldest is not gonna trick-or-treat and i'm really sad i'm really sad about it because it seems like like the end of an era is coming and I've been processing that, but also from a very, very selfish, childish (laughs) point, like I love the mix of candy. Like I'm an adult with a job. Like I can buy any candy I want. Like I could go get Laffy Taffy, but there's something about the magical bag of chaos that you don't even know what's in it that I absolutely love. <laughs> and I'm really sad. So it comes right back to that abundance, right? And yeah. the, the kids get to forage, right? Like yes. there's like, even even though, right, we don't have kids out in the fields anymore or help, mm-hmm. right? Like those things, this is their event, right? That yeah. they get to do that same type of work and they get to go home and like, like I have never thought away. of it yeah. as like a harvest, like harvesting candy from the neighborhood. It is. <laughs> There's my inner child. Did you hear it? Oh yes. my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the beautiful, beautiful season. And I'm at the point in my life now that I feel pretty comfortable, right, dressing a little more oddly throughout the year, right? So. But when I was younger, I was a little bit more nervous, right? And I love this time of year that there's no judgment with, like, if you are going a little bit more, like, you know, black and orange stockings with, like, you know, witchy-looking boots and, right, pointy hats and stuff like that. Like, everyone just thinks it's fun instead of, like, you you know, getting looks. Now, I honestly think society has started to change on that, yeah. which is fantastic. What I loved about it, though, and I think I, what I was thinking of when you were talking is I think I'm the seamstress I am because of Halloween, because I would get very creative with my costumes and your seam didn't have to be straight because you're wearing it for one day. Your <laughs> seam didn't have to be really good and you could just like safety pin a couple things if you needed to. And that carried over to when I started making costumes for my daughter. I made very complicated costumes for her. And it's okay if the seams weren't straight. It's okay if we did Velcro instead of buttons because she was only going to wear it for one night. And and William, you know, like I used to make a good portion of my boys' clothes. Mm-hmm. So the creativity that comes out and that is allowed to free roam during this time of year I think there's something super beautiful, too, about November 1st, all the, like, shrunken, mushy pumpkins looking sad and the draped ghosts that look out of place in the weak morning light. There's something so beautiful about that to me. I don't I don't know why. 
It's just my aesthetic. Lonely circus <laughs> the day after the event. Like, I love that look. <laughs> I love that energy. I don't know why. I love the smell of wax in pumpkins. Yes, or slightly burning pumpkin. Mm-hmm. It's better than pumpkin spice latte. There should be a candle <laughs> called My Pumpkins on Fire. <laughs> I want credit to whoever makes that, please. <laughs> My pumpkin is on fire. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to carve one this year. Mm-hmm. You guys, I have been trying. I live in a basement suite. I have been trying to get trick-or-treaters to my backyard, down my alley, for three years. I have a fog machine. I play music. I give out full pops. I have tried everything. I have tried a sign written in fake blood that says, candy this way. I've tried a pumpkin in the middle of the alley. Like, so... I don't know. The kids are not going to trick-or-treat this year. I don't know if we're going to put out a pumpkin. I don't know. I don't think they want to sit in the yard with me super sad that no one's seeing our decorations. So I don't know. Except in the end what we're going to (laughs) do. Change is okay. But change is good. I think I'm going to end up doing... I think I'm going to end up putting some kind of offering out. Or something on the altar just acknowledging the change. I think I'm in a big transition this year. Yeah. I think motherhood-wise, there's a new phase coming in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we're good. We've covered a lot of stuff. We did cover a lot of stuff. This is going to be a bit of a hodgepodge of an episode. It is going to be a hodgepodge. I think you're going to have to, like, maybe, like, cut out some things and like yeah. put maybe some like spooky music in for a moment <laughs> and like <laughs> I might I might do that and there's gonna definitely be some editing because we digress this is like you guys this is what it's like whenever we're together it's circles talking in circles we can usually pick up our thoughts later on in the conversation down the like and come back to it and circle around and... well we don't have the pressure of a microphone for you yeah <laughs> this is Natalie's first time in front of the microphone doing this I think we should have her back, though. It could be fun. <laughs> Thank you for being here in the blanket fort. You're welcome. It's my pleasure and my honor. I love you so much. <laughs> she just got she garshed. All right, should we sign off? Anything else you want to say? Be good to your ghosts and ghoulies. Yeah, be good to your ghosts and ghoulies. Bell out just a second. Okay, what were we talking about? What do you want to say? What else can we giggle about? This is fun. It's fun having you on the cast.